Business Bros is your show, where small business professionals just like you come to tell their stories. This podcast is for those who understand the number one rule in business, which is to be of service to others. Learn how today's professionals generate leads, what's working on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of those who are out there doing the real work. And now let's welcome your hosts, Hernan Cias, the real estate bro with eXp Realty, the cloud-based brokerage where top producers reign, and James Cias, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, making sure you are covered because there's a lot riding out there. And now here are the business bros. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. Ooh, oh, man, we got a went, good one there. See, always on unique, one. always different. He's got to bring some uh, some energy because he comes from uh, he came as a result of our communication with the energy Brian. Oh Brian, okay. Well, who is he? He is Mr. Andy Cruz. It's actually on the Brian's screen. friend. Right <laughs> his name, <laughs> if you look down friend. on his his little meter, it says <laughs> right Brian's friend right Brian's there. Brian's friend. <laughs> Normally, oh, my oh, title says bald guy at office, but today I'll be <laughs> Brian's friend. Brian's friend, Andy. Andy. Wait, do you have Andy written on the bottom of your shoe? When I wear my cowboy boots, it's kind of a requirement, and the N has to be backwards, so yes and yes. Outstanding. Yep. He actually <laughs> knew the reference perfectly right on. Toy Who Story, cowboy boots, yes, I got boots, yes, I write Andy on the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. That's Dude, fantastic. I already going to be a good time, I can tell. Yep. Already, already. Already. I'm oh, sorry. Andy, tell me a little bit about you, man. What, what, uh, what do you do? So for those people oh, out there man. that don't know Brian or Brian's friend. <laughs> so the, the easiest way to describe what I do is I help people get from where it is that they are to where it is they want to be. And then that looks like a lot of different things depending on what the business is, what their role is, and what they're trying to, what they're trying to accomplish. So um, that kind of approach has helped me when I had a career in the mortgage industry. It helped me do it in apparel branding. It's helped me in business networking. It's helped me now as a consultant. It helps me do business development. So it kind of a bit serves of a lot of purposes because in every situation, every conversation, someone is somewhere yes. and where they want to be, there's a path to get there and they don't usually know how and they know why they want to and they usually know what to do, but they don't know how. And so the how is where I fit in. So you're a, you're a real life bridge builder uh, in a sense. Yes. Let yeah. me show you the pathway. Yeah. All right, let's dig a little deeper. What do you mean by I get you from point A to point B? Because it's very, very metaphorical. Yeah, it's very metaphorical. It's very vague. So let's. So for example, let's say that um, this is this is a situation for most uh, entrepreneurs who are solopreneurs, work by themselves. Mm -hmm. Is they spend all their time working in the business and no time working on the, on business, the business, right? So E Myth, Michael Gerber, work mm -hmm. in your business, uh, but don't but work on your business. Don't just get stuck in it. Yes. So they then get stuck inside the business and fail to have a long-term plan, fail to have something that's written out, fail to have something that has time measurements, fail to have something that has accountabilities in place and structure and safeguards, and then fail to execute on all of it. Yes. So the difference is really going from not having disciplines and behavior and habits to having disciplines and behaviors and habits that help you positively affect the outcomes in your business. All right, all right. So, uh, here's a here's a scenario. Maybe we could work through this. We have this podcast that you happen to be on, right? We kind of just built it because somebody said it would be a good idea to do this podcasting, and it's been so far successful. We've been doing a good job of getting people, uh, you know, on the show, bringing them, bringing our listeners value, so that they get to know different people in different industries yeah. and learn some things, right? 
but we have no real, real direction. So we're somewhere. If I was coming to you, how do I get to where I want to go? Where do we start from there? Well, I think you asked just like you were going to take a vacation. Say, where is it we want to be in 300 miles? Or where do we want to be in five years? So if you and I are going to take a trip from San Diego to New York, do we just go, ah, oh, we'll just take any street and get there? Yeah. <laughs> we don't have a lot of dead ends and trees. And... But this is what we do in business. This right. is what, and I've, I've done this when I was younger in business, in mm -hmm. my first couple of years, trying to figure it out, thinking I knew stuff and I didn't, um, is we go, oh yeah, that's what I want. And then they just, we just start going. We, right. have, we have no idea, no plan, no structure, no timing. We don't even schedule breaks and rest, as, but they're important and they're critical. Right. Um, so you got to eat, you got to sleep. <laughs> you got to take care of yourself. You know, um, got a good cell phone analogy I'll come back to you on that one. But, um, so to answer your question, though, is we got to start with the end in mind. What is it you guys want? What do you mm -hmm. want out of this? And then you reverse engineer how to make that happen. So if you're saying, hey, we want to have, a, you know, we want this to reach a million people in three years. Okay, that's great. So then systematically, how do we need to walk into that and then grow into that and scale into that? Because you're, you'll end up bumping into walls a lot across the way. Right. Does it mean you got to do you know, a million interviews? No. Does it mean you have to have a million followers? No, no, not if it's shared. So you can like almost mathematically start putting some of the computations together on how to achieve that, but you got to start with the end of mind. Right, right. And, and that's always the hardest part is, the, is coming in with an exit strategy. Like we, we talk about that with, uh, with investing for long term, right? When you, when you want to get, I, I, I talk about this with my high school seniors. Like, why do we go to work? Why do you go to work every single day? I mean, most people don't really understand the why. Well, the intention is to put some money aside, right? Live, obviously live on a day-to-day -day basis, but mm -hmm. then put some money aside so that eventually you can stop working. Right. Well, if that's the end game, if the end game is to stop working, then what's that dollar amount look like, mm -hmm. right? If I can just reach that dollar amount mm -hmm. with the, I don't know, rentals or 401ks or whatever your investment vehicle is going to be, if I can get there, I'm done, mm -hmm. right? So- how do, how do you help people develop that end thought process? Is that something that they have to already have or do you help them come up with it? No, because I mean, some, sometimes it's not even that that is a defined end goal. It's that they want the option. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's sometimes the goal is right. I want the choice to punch out when I want to by the time I'm 50 or 60 or whatever. And not all the time, and not all the times are the goals um, financial, you know, the finances are going to underpin a lot of things in your life, but they don't, they aren't always that. Maybe there's specific accomplishments that you've done in your life. So, you know, there's, there's kind of like that quantitative and qualitative. Mm -hmm. And then it's really just having a conversation, figure out what is it you really want? Cause it's not something I want. It's, right. it's what do you want? And then when, <laughs> I'm helping you get to your goal here, buddy. You tell me what you want. <laughs> then we'll figure out, okay, well then we need to move these things in your life around mm -hmm. that goal. We need to move these things around your business to support that goal. And then you can actually start tinkering out the pieces. So what have you been working on lately that's, uh, that's helping somebody structure something? Well, uh, right now, well, Mr. Energy, I am Energy, Brian Landeros and I spend a, uh, quite a bit of time over there at Mortgage Heroes. So Mortgage Heroes is owned by uh, Tanya Cruz and William Flores. Tanya's my cousin. Okay. So it's a family business. And so right now I'm doing business development for them, which includes proactively planning all the social media for an entire quarter, plus doing week in review videos, videos throughout the week, creative content, um, doing email newsletters with uh, highlighting community heroes, upcoming events that are happening, and then really creating an overall experience that's about the consumer. Most mortgage and real estate companies make the entire experience about them. Ooh, yes. that was me. All their marketing about them, they make all their posts about them, and there's kind of like a time and a place for that, and some of that is okay, but there's a general uh, under, 
uh, what's the word I'm trying to say? They're, they're, they're generally, they're underserving people in a nurturing way. Right. There's not right. enough nurturing happening. Right. And, you know, I was having a conversation with somebody today that's going to be in the podcast here in the future. And we're talking about, you know, how you actually go about building those relationships, right? I mean, our hashtag thing that we've been working on 2019 is hashtag powerful relationships. But what does that really mean? Right. I mean, it's, it's not it, very easily can we get trapped in a transactional setting. Like, you know, hey, mm-hmm. this is the client. This, this is what we the client needs and we get it done and boom. And then that's the end of the relationship. But that's not really how you're going to end up building a long-term business. No, because it, because it's all based on the transaction. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the way the way that I was able to build, uh, you know, powerful relationships that mattered was doing things that relationally mattered. <laughs> Speaking of powerful relationships, yeah. shout out to uh, Dean Aguilar on oh. the show. What up, Dean? Dean he said, "What up, Andy Cruz?" Hey, Dean Aguilar, how's it going? You guys, I've met, I've known Dean since 2000, and I want to say 11 or 12 because I don't remember which exact year it was when he just moved to San Diego from Washington D.C. That's how I met Dean. That's how you met Dean? Did you so, help him out a bit? Or let's how, talk how about did this work? relational power. All right, let's speak of a powerful let's speak relationship. About power relationship. All right, let's go. You know, so here's the thing. Like, you, you know, for many years, I've just kind of done life with this attitude of do life with people. Mm-hmm. Okay? So you're having a bad day. I can't just go, oh, well, I'm not going to be your friend today or be your buddy or have your back today because, oh, I got work to do or I've got a transaction. Or we're not in a transaction. This conversation can make me money. Well, then I got to go. Like, right, that's right. not how friendships are built. And so. Uh, many years ago, I, I started figuring out that I, I'm comfortable swimming in the deep end of life, in the deep stuff, in the trenches, and I'm okay with that. And I'm comfortable with that. I'm comfortable talking about it. I'm comfortable listening to other people talk about it. And as I started doing that, your credibility changes. Mm-hmm. And your, the, the trust that people have for you changes because they see that you're not just out in your life caring about only your life. Right. And um, I've never been that way. And so I just did more of that with more people. And then trust began developing over the course of time. Let me ask you something. Yeah. Because oftentimes, uh, I, I, I like to be a lot like that. I mean, it, I think it's evident in our show, the fact that I like to, I, I don't want the limelight on me, but I want to be next to the person that I'm helping get the limelight on them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and do you feel like a little bit, it's almost selfish in a way. The more people I can help, the better I personally feel. Um, I don't do it so I feel better. I do it because I care about people. And so, you know, if someone needs help and, and it's, it's within my power to help them, I do it because I kind of feel called to do it. And I feel mm-hmm. do because I want to. I'm not, I'm not, I don't do it because I have selfish endeavors that I want any sort of credit or anything. Right. Um, and then what, ended up, when, what ends up happening is there is a time where I need help in my life. And then I have people I can go and talk to and say, yes. hey, I need help. And it's not because I'd already, like, kept score with people and... You know, it's, oh, I'll scratch your back, you scratch mine. It's like, man, now now I need help. Like, can anybody help me with this? Right, and right. And then I have, I have plenty of support. Yeah, and, and, and yeah, I didn't want to make it sound like a selfish thing. It's, it's not. It's just, it, I think it's, if you, if you enjoy doing it, it's a different level than if you have that obligation. I think that's where the disconnect it yeah. happens with people is, is when they help, they always help with an intent of recipro- reciprocity. Like, I'm helping you because I know I'm going to, you owe me type thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, I the feeling I get from you is, like, you need help. I'm just gonna help you because because you need help, man. Because because yeah. your shoes are messed up or you you need a shirt on your back or something. You know what I mean? Something as simple as that. And reciprocity doesn't mean tit for tat. That's the problem. Yes, reciprocity can come from somewhere else. So let's say you're helping me in one way, but then you're gonna get help from someone else out of left field be, for something you need that I can't offer. Right. And so this ha- this has happened for many years in networking where people go, oh well, your networking group, the Morgan real estate person, are the best referral partners. Not true. And the reason is because 
if you're terrible at referring, it doesn't matter what industry you're in. <laughs> and, if you're, and if you're really good at referring, it doesn't matter what industry you're in. So there was a year in my networking group where the number one and number two referral givers to me as a mortgage person was the auto collision body guy, auto body collision guy, and the real estate immigration attorney whose clients couldn't be my clients. <laughs> you understand? Now, she wasn't referring me her clients. She was referring me her friends, her family. She had her own deal she needed to work on. I had three transactions in one year just from her. And she's in an industry helping people every day that you I can't, can't even help. help. Not, yeah. at, not at all. <laughs> okay. And, and, the, and the auto body collision, he's fixing cars. These people, they, they have that on their mind. They have, I got to get to work and back, kids stuff and back. They don't care about their house loan. Yeah, they had a traumatic they, experience you know, just recently. They got stuff going on. Yeah. They got to deal with their insurance. Last thing they want is to deal with underwriting and conditions and <laughs> crap like that too. Um, and, and so there's this misconception that because we're in the same industry, we're actually good at referring and that's not the case. And so reciprocity comes from lots of different angles. I can give referrals to people all day long. They have nothing to do with it helping me in the end. That could be the, the divorce attorney mm-hmm. or that could be, you know, and that could help in some cases, but there's plenty of industries where I could pass a referral to somebody and there is no way there's going to be something coming back to me because of it. But I'll get something from somewhere else because someone else is looking out for an opportunity to refer me regardless of what they're doing. Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, another word that we like to use for that is karma, right? Because that's really mm-hmm. what it is. The, the more positive energy that you're putting out in the world, the more it's going to come back to you. And I, I 100% agree with you. I'm, it doesn't necessarily have to be tit for tat. It's, so, the, it's the concept of sowing and reaping. I mean, if, yes. you, if, you, if you plant seeds for weeds, you're going to grow weeds. Yes. <laughs> if you plant seeds for fruit, you'll harvest fruit. Yes. Whatever. You, yeah, I love that. I love, um, dude, uh, what's his name? Earl Nightingale. Earl Nightingale. Oh, dude, I love some of his stuff. I mean, we used to listen to the. What was? Do you remember the name of that one? The fifty. It was like fifteen minutes. It was minutes? the greatest secret in the world. The greatest secret, and it has a lot of that. And he goes over a bunch of different areas where you know, in literature, in the Bible, in life, different examples of the same type of idea mm-hmm. of reciprocity coming in over and over and mm-hmm. over again. And and I mean, my dad showed that to us. I don't know how long ago now. I mean, years, and years years ago. And and it's kind of one of those things that's been embedded in us, right? Yeah. I mean. That's just how, that's just how we continue to move forward. Mm-hmm. How do you come? How do you? I have a hard time getting things across to people who don't think like that, who only well, have let, a transactional so let's mindset. Talk about that for a second, because you you're, you're referencing that you were brought up in an environment that kind of fostered that. Yes. And so people go, well, I wasn't. So what does that mean for me? Right. Well, that means that you're going to have to maybe put a little bit of effort, or maybe have a a, a, a teammate or a running mate or a buddy to help you, maybe who has had that fostered into them. Mm-hmm. And so this is the situation I find myself in often. Someone goes, oh, that, that sounds great that your parents were like that or your business environment was like that and it was supportive, but mine wasn't, so now what do I do? Well, here's the great thing. I have been, so I can help you. <laughs> so, so you take that attitude of looking to help people first mm-hmm. and you match it with the skill set, or not the skill set, but the experience of having been down that road and then you bring people with you. That's just that's what we call that's what I call doing life. You just do life with people and you make yourself available to help them and teach them and help show grow them and then what ends up happening is they end up getting their, their feet underneath them and then they start taking off down the road with their own momentum. Oh dude. And 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 that's the beauty of what it is you do. Like you you I mean you're touching on so many points here it's hard for me to narrow some stuff down. <laughs> but I mean it, it's kind of like uh when you see successful people and they're doing really really well and they always happen to know people who are successful in other industries, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 it's one of those where you look at the person at the top and you think, "Well, yeah, of course he knows all these people." But what you might not understand is they grew up together 
like and not necessarily growing up like little kids i mean like they've helped each other out to become the level right. that they are right and that's the reason why you have really good connections oh you want to go to this place call my guy over here you want to go to this place call my guy over here yeah. because you spent that time helping build each other even mm -hmm. though like you said it's not necessarily a tit for tat mm -hmm. but you have good people around you that you can reach out to well, and it, yeah, that's and that's true because because I think each of us can relate in the fact that there's there's times when we we feel seasonally confident or seasonally strong or seasonally competent, and then there's seasons where we feel the opposite of that. Yeah, and you can almost say that daily. And when you, <laughs> right? you, yeah, that's sometimes that's moment by moment, hour right. by hour, or deal by deal, call by call, class by class, whatever yes. it is. And 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 so then. The, the, the thing is that do I know these people long enough that they've walked through these seasons with me and I with them and we've still had each other's back. Right. And when you've walked seasons through with people and they've walked it through with you, we're not trying to figure out if we trust each other anymore. No, we're no, not yeah. questioning each other's intentions. We're not questioning our credibility, our authenticity, or our ability mm -hmm. to do our job, whether it's insurance or real estate or mortgage or consulting or teaching, coaching, training. It doesn't matter yeah. because we've already proven ourselves that we're going to be good at what we do. Even though you've seen both the good and the bad at me, you know what I'm capable of. And because of that, that's why you refer me. That's why you help me. That's why I help you. That's why you ask me. That's why mm -hmm. all that stuff. Well, I mean, it, it's like a, it's a powerful relationship, That's right? exactly what and, I was going to say. And it's, it's funny because you look at, it doesn't matter what kind of relationship, business relationship, marriage, right? It's funny because when you look at a photograph album, now it's an, that's an age thing, right? So when we were kids, we'd look at photo albums yep. and almost every picture is a smile, a smile, a yeah. smile. But what you're missing in that is all the downsides, all the tears, all the struggles, all the stress. That's what's not shown in the photo album. And yeah. it's the same thing in social media today. You right. see everybody's smiles and success and their best dress and the facade that looks like everything's perfect. But what you don't see in the relationship is the struggle, is the tear, is the is the down part that mm -hmm. gets you between the smiles. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. I For mean, sure. that, that's the relationship. And that's what you're talking about. That is where you're really, truly building what it is that you're talking about yeah, is I mean, when you're helping them through those points. I mean, look, it, it's happening just because I'm not putting on social media doesn't mean it didn't happen. Right. Like, and that's the thing, like, you, you know, just, you know, so you swing back to the 60s or the 70s. Okay. We took, we took a static picture in time for one second, mm -hmm. literally one second. We've got that picture. Okay, now the rest of life is happening before, after, and during. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And, and, and so now it's, it's what's happened, I think, for me with the people I've connected to is they want to spend time face-to-face. -face. They want to have a phone call. They want to spend time together because it's too easy to just send a text message. It's too yes. easy to just send something on social media. And, and the truth is most people won't share the truth on social media because they're scared. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I've had my seasons where I, would, I, I did not want to be vulnerable, vulnerable because I felt vulnerable. Yes. But out of that season of feeling vulnerable, now I can talk about what it was like to feel vulnerable and work on overcoming that. If I keep that to myself, I'm not helping people that might be vulnerable and aren't sharing it because you don't share that on social media. Yeah. So it's I just started sharing it this year. And I get direct messages, I get texts, I get phone calls. Hey, thanks for saying that. And I'm like, I don't even know who's looking, <laughs> right? But it's just because I had to eventually cross this threshold of, of being willing to share. Dude, it, and it, that says so much. I mean, 
how, how has it changed? Okay, you've already told me a little bit about how has it changed, but how has your outlook on what you put out there in social media or how you consult people on social media now that you've been putting out stuff that makes you feel more vulnerable? I think it's a tale of two sides, actually. I think it's, it's uh, well, what am I trying to say? One coin, two sides. Yeah. On one side, it's uh, definitely not overstressing or overthinking what it should look like. Mm-hmm. I'm not like scraping through, am I using the right word? And is this picture lighting perfect? Like, You're nope, not that, shooting that, for that, perfection. There's, there's the picture. And here's my thought. <laughs> and, and, and part of that kind of comes with a, I don't care if you like this or not attitude because honestly, I don't. And it's not because I'm being inconsiderate. It's because I'm saying it because I want the person who will resonate to care. Right. Not to people who don't. Okay. Right. So there's that part. And then there's the other part where it, it's, it's being real. And being real is sometimes the hardest thing to do because it mm-hmm. makes you vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So if you can stop caring if it's perfect or not, or whether it's going to get a million views or not, and you can be vulnerable enough to share so that it will help somebody, you're going to find that your content is actually more valuable to people than not. Because there's a ton of white noise, and there's we could ton. throw out white noise very easily. I really don't need to see more pictures of salads. <laughs> I don't. And, it's, I, and I'm not dissing my friends who take pictures of salads. It's fine. Good for you. You had a salad today. Yeah. Well, I'm colorblind. I can't even see green. Like, come on. It, like, it's, it's shades of gray. Yeah. Like. <laughs> so I, I, I want to comment here because um, today on our team call, we were talking about social media and powerful relationships and using social media to uh, help build and, and solidify those relationships to let people know what it is that you do. And one of our agents had this concern that, well, what if, you know, I like something that's political and I start to lose, uh, you know, customers because I liked this political post or even worse, uh, she happens to be in a uh, relationship of, with someone of a different nationality, right, different skin tone. And there are apparently people who would not appreciate that very much. And I'm like, wow, like these are people that you just don't mm-hmm. want to do business with. In the first place. Yeah, I think there's, so there's a lot going on there. So Definitely. First, first of all, I think, um, thanks for asking. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, this is, this is a, a legit, you know, this is, so uh, to kind of to shore that up a little bit, uh, what we're noticing is that in the real estate industry, in the real estate space, a lot of people are using social media very much for uh, content creation, doing all these different things, but I'm not seeing it as much in the insurance industry. So, and so there's you know. technical reasons and there's personal reasons, right? So let's let's talk. Let's dissect some of what you already said, okay? So first of all, something I learned a long time ago, didn't learn from church actually, was major on the major, minor on the minors, major on the majors, major on the major, minor, minor on the minors. On the minors. Like, and here's the other thing: is like, how, how much do you care that other people care about what you care about? Like, if you're <laughs> if you're gonna like post political stuff, that's fine, but. But if you're doing that and that's what you're hoping people will positively respond to, I don't think that's a really you're going good at it choice. the wrong way, right? There, and one of someone I know very well said to me once, "Never has anyone changed someone else's opinion in the comments." <laughs> right? That's one hundred percent true. Never happened. It's never happened. So you can have a political affinity to the right, the left, dead center. Uh, or sideways and you're not going to convince someone in the comments section through static texting or static sentencing sentences that are going to change their life or their opinion yeah no it's because it's because that, that's not human interaction it's interacting through digital 
platforms. Right, right. It's humans doing it, but it's not like us sitting around the table having a, co- a conversation intellectually about it. Right. And the other thing is, to your point, um, is if people care in the if, if people are upset that I care about this person because of their age, skin color, but honestly, I'm, I'm really sorry, but that's just where it's got to end. Yeah. Like if you can't just love people because they're people, then uh, I don't want to associate with yeah. you anyway. And here's the easy part is when you do more of that, the people that are offended by that are like, nah, I don't want to be around that anymore. You're like, great, cool. bye. Easy. <laughs> like, see, yeah, yeah, you solve that yeah. problem real quick. The, there's this speaking tactic that says go uh, offend early and often. It's like <laughs> conference speakers and you know trainers, like offend early and often because the people who are like, you know what, I'm going to pay attention to this guy, they lean in and everyone else, they check out. Boom. Yep. Yeah. And you've got your audience that you really, that are really there to listen to you listening. And the rest are ones that check their phone, go get coffee in the lobby, you know, whatever, work, do work email. They don't want to be there anyways. They don't want to be there anyways. Yeah. You don't want to talk to them anyways. Offend early and often. I like Offend that. early and often. I'll I like offend it. Offend early and often. You know, and here, he, you know, here's another thing that I was going to say about the comment section and about worrying about what people say. Um, I noticed that because I interact with, with the people when I post, the comments that tend to come in and the interactions are from people that I care about and talk about anyways, talk to anyways. I rarely ever get a negative comment. However, I got a buddy of mine. Um, they did like a gender reveal thing and uh, somebody bought it up and it went viral. They got over a million views, right? That video, however, has all kinds of opinions. All kinds of negative opinions, huh. right? About, you know, I can't believe the kid was spoiled or why would you let your kid do that? And I'm reading the comments and almost all those types of comments are negative. Gosh. But they're people I don't know. Yeah. Why mm-hmm. do I even care? Right? Yeah. And, and and that's, the I think, the biggest difference. When you're talking, we were talking about branding the other day. Yeah. We're not creating a brand like Coca-Cola. Most of the content you're going to put out is not going a million views to hit people that you're never right. going to see. It's to be brand aware with your circle of influence to help it increase the powerful relationship, not to reach the millions, right? Well, whether it reaches 10 people or it reaches 1,000 or a million, the, the, I, think the, I, think the, I think the root thing here is share what you want to share in mm-hmm. the way you want to share it. And then if you're having a problem with people online, you have to take a personal assessment and go, <laughs> okay, how much of the content I'm posting is negative and positive? Mm-hmm. And, and that's, just, that's just me being angry. Yeah, you have because, to. You know, it, it, look, look it, it the, the social media is not the actual problem. It's whatever the problem people already have, they bring into social media. Yes. Okay. So if I have a self-confidence problem and then I'm just spewing negativity on social media, social media just becomes the place I do it. Yes. Now, if I had a megaphone and I was standing at the farmer's market and I just wanted to complain to people like, oh, you shouldn't be spoiling your kids like that. Oh, are you sure you want to give your kid that hot dog? You're going to get the same response. First of all, most (laughs) of the crap people complain about or make negative comments on social media, they wouldn't dare say face-to-face with somebody if Mm -hmm. it was in person. Right. So there's keyboard warriors. Right, right. And then they bring whatever problem that they already have in their life to social media, and then it starts becoming revealed. So people are actually showing you what they feel like and what's going on in their life right now by what they're writing. (laughs) <laughs> all the time and no one is talking about this at least i mean maybe they are and i haven't heard it yeah yeah i don't hear anybody talking about it it's therapy when, online almost right? well, you're really getting a glimpse not, of into their inner soul yeah, their inner problems yeah people regard whether they know it or not they're demonstrating their feelings publicly every single day or every hour or every single comment so so i had a comment recently with someone who was it was very much negative i, I posted a funny meme about the banks 
and the banking industry. And someone mm -hmm. just really hates the banks. I'm like, oh, that's fine. You hate the banks. Like, oh, I'm so sorry, but I'm so angry. Da, 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 da. And so we end up getting on DM. I was like, hey, man, like, totally didn't mean to offend you. What happened? Like, what, what happened to you? Oh, well, this and that. And these people weren't held accountable. Da, da, da. I'm like, hey, man, I know. I lost everything, too, in 2008. Like, and you know that. So I'm not saying this to ruffle your feathers and make you upset, but man, I'm sorry you're still, you're still bent about this. And his true feelings were operating his keys. Yes. His true feelings were operating his comments. That makes sense? Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. Yeah. I mean, uh, Gary Vee talks about this all the time. If, if you have a negative comment, you almost got to feel empathetic because you don't know what's going on in their life. Something, I mean, they took the time to look at your content, take a thought about what's going on in their life and then turn around and give you some of the negativity that's going it. on in, in yeah. their life mm -hmm. and place it on, on social media. Mm -hmm. That's, that's tough. Like you really, I mean, at least they had the nerve to, or the, at least they listened to your message, whether yeah. or not they got something out of it is mm -hmm. a totally different ball game. But I like how you went the extra mile and you went on the DM route. Yeah. Cause I, well, cause I reached out right away. I said, Hey man, I'm, I saw your comment, but I, I don't know. I didn't mean to upset you. And, and here's the thing, you guys, like, I, I've, I've, I've read the Bible a couple times, and something that's really stuck out to me was, you know, out of the mouth uh, flows the overflow of the heart. So yeah. usually what people are saying is an overflow of what's already in their heart. So if it's bitterness and it's anger and it's frustration and it's negativity, that's what's going on inside. Mm -hmm. and, and that's not me trying to be spiritual. It's just, it, it's just when the you truth. look it's at the people, truth. when people yeah. are genuinely happy inside, they're outwardly and externally happy too yeah. and they're joyful and they're usually peaceful people and they're engaging and welcoming and fun and loving and caring and kind and when people aren't that they're not that <laughs> because they don't know how to be because it's not in them right or right. it might have been in them at one point but it's not in them right now mm -hmm. so that's what you can always you can always tell what's going on just by taking a second and looking at what they're writing uh, it's coming from a true place sounds like andy's uh, telling us that your social media profile is a glimpse into your heart sure it's a glimpse of well look it it can either be a glimpse of what you want people to think you're about which now just means you're a fake or it can be real okay so here's an example i had a business coach many years ago and we were talking about, I was talking about my clients. I said, my clients are always telling me who they are. I can tell every single time I meet somebody. He goes, no, you know, sometimes people, you know, they come in and they pretend like things are okay. I'm like, yeah, I call them pretenders. <laughs> They're liars. They are. And I said, I'm not down, uh, talking down to them. I'm not calling people liars and they're mean and rude. I'm just saying, man, if they got to cover up, then, then they're cover up artists. So they are telling me who they are because yes. that's who they are. So I said, I get what you're trying to get me to understand. Like, oh, they're not showing you the real thing and they're pretending this way. I'm like, yeah, well, that's what they're a pretender, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and well, okay, but there's, there's also two types of social media people, right? They're, they're posters and there are watchers, mm -hmm. right? So if somebody's not really a commenter, is going to keep it to themselves and or, and or they're only the commenters, I mean, that's that's – is that pretending anymore? Or is that just... No, I'm talking about like you're saying like is the, the profile, is it revealing your heart? I think it is if you're allowing it to. Again, it's okay, a vulnerability okay. it's, it's a vulnerability thing. Yes. Am I allowing my social media to reflect what's going on in my life? Yes or no. Right. And if I'm not, then I'm portraying something that's not real. I'm faking it. Or you're right? only portraying one part of your life. Or one part of it, one side of the coin, whatever. Right, yeah. right. Um, and for my own self, there's, there's nowadays a healthy dose of the positive because there's also a healthy dose of the positive going on. Mm -hmm. And also I'm trying to inspire and encourage people 
who know over the last 12 months, 18 months, I've gone through a, a difficult time and have come out of that and I'm getting back to the top again. So I'm sharing that story because people kind of knew it happened and now I'm giving in all the details and filling them in and catching them up and saying, let's go. Um, the, the other thing that you, you brought up though that was interesting is um, people who are commenter, watchers, and posters and watchers. Mm -hmm. And I, I, um, similar to networking, it's like a party. People love being invited to the party, but not everybody's a good host. <laughs> right? So you're going to have a party here all over the weekend. Mm -hmm. And so you're a good host. You're hosting this show. You're hosting lots of other people that are coming in on a regular basis and you're inviting them in. That's a very, very specified skill set and talent. Not a lot of people have that. And most people love being considered and invited, but they don't know how to throw a party. Wow, dude, that's actually kind of deep. Uh, you know, it's funny because we actually do get complimented on, hey, you made it feel more comfortable. You allowed us to talk. You allowed us to say things. I'm like, for me, I'm like, I, I don't understand. I, I just asked you a question and you told me your story. Mm -hmm. But I, I now that you're putting it that way, like, I do know that at a party, there's different types of people. There are the people watchers that sit in the corner and they're the ones who go out and engage. And mm -hmm. they're the ones who are always taking care of everybody, picking up after everybody. Uh -huh. <laughs> all these different personality types. So, you know, you're, you're absolutely right. And you, people do what they're comfortable with at yes. a party just as they do online. So if I'm comfortable complaining online, when I'm at the party, they're usually complaining too. <laughs> it's because people do what they're good at. And unfortunately, people are really good at complaining, criticizing, and picking crap apart. So and so true. that's what they do everywhere. All right. How can we? How, all right. This. Do I we mean, could do this again. We do. We do. Right. Let, let's let's take all the information that we've done because now we've we I, I feel like we've done a really good analysis of who our audience is, right, and okay. what these comments mean. How can we use that information to help advance us, like business wise, right? Because I mean, that's ultimately what we're doing on the show, and that's yeah. what people tend to want to use their social media for. At least our listeners. Mm -hmm. How do we take that information that we now understand and know about these people and, and use it to our advantage to help increase our powerful relationships? Well, th there's there's a mechanical answer to that, but I, th I think simply the the what I would say is is everyone needs to fall into some sort of category. Like if if you if you have First of all, if they don't know who you are, you're invisible. Once they know who you are, you're now visible. Once they know who you are and what you do and that you do it well, you're credible. And that mm. once you are credible and they conduct a business with you, does it become profitable? So it's up to us to identify where our audience is at with us in that process. So if people don't know me, I'm invisible to them. You're still if, in phase one. If they know me yeah. and they don't find me credible yet, then they are stuck with me in visibility and they're getting comfortable yet. And everyone has different comfort level, comfort speeds of becoming comfortable when it comes mm -hmm. to trust, especially when you're dealing with insurance, uh, trust in estate, uh, high value ticket items, financial planning, estate planning, real estate and mortgage. I mean, real estate, biggest asset they'll probably have, mortgage, largest debt they'll have, and largest monthly payment and largest tax deduction. Yes. So let's just go ahead and pick the cheapest person online, not the person who knows the most, right? <laughs> yeah. This is the, but this is what our consumer behavior does. Right, right. So someone who's at credibility has already uh, seen us, knows who we are, trusts what we've done because we've showed them evidence of success over the course of time, regardless of what the market's doing. And then they will refer someone in or come in themselves and then it becomes profitable once they do business with us. I like how you broke that up. Did you hear that? I mean, that, that was that, gold, man. That was, yeah. That that was that's gold. one of those where we're going to take the little segment and you're going <laughs> to... 
<laughs> yeah, cut it up. So this is a time where I say thank you, Dr. Ivan Meisner from <laughs> BNI International. Thank you. <laughs> That's where that information came from. It's actually a networking. It's actually a networking framework mm-hmm. um, that has to do with whether or not people will refer you. Because if I don't know you and you don't know me, we're invisible to each other. You're and then once right. we're in visibility, it doesn't mean we trust each other yet. But right. we work on that, and then we become credible to each other. And then once we're credible, an opportunity comes up, then we can refer one another and it becomes profitable. That's, that's I, I, gold. I've, I've <laughs> never heard that. I've never heard but that it's, before. But it's true. Does that happen me to you insurance? No, no that, that's, that's exactly the, it, that's the exact path that it always happens. Yep. I just never heard it laid out. But yeah. that's, that's 100% correct. So that's how you talk to your audience then. You have to know there's people that are, that are just coming to visibility with you, people that are working themselves towards credibility, and some that are credible that just don't know when to strike when the iron's hot. So you have, to, you have to show them and invite them into those processes. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. So we got, we got agents out there putting out all kinds mm-hmm. of content, but maybe they're trying to put out the content and they think they're at the profitable stage when they're still trying to get past the invisibility. That's all the content they put out. Or the credibility. That, or it, the credibility. It, well, that's just the way it is. And, I'm not, and look, I have a lot of friends who are agents and for a long time have been. And so it's totally fine. I've got an open house on Saturday. My job is to sell that house. Okay, mm-hmm. this family's hiring me to sell this house. So right. yeah, I'm going to market the snot out of it. I get that. But th- the difference is if you're going to get that listing, that person has to trust you. Right. So to get the listing, you have to be trusted, which the credibility has to be in place. And then it's profitable after you've done that marketing, had the open house, you close the escrow. Right. 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 And so it, it's, 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 un, it's, it's, uh, what's the, gosh, it's unfortunate that most people go, uh, hi, my name's Andy, let's do business. Okay, well, I was invisible 10 seconds ago, and now I'm asking for profit. I'm <laughs> skipping the visibility and the credibility part, and I'm not taking enough time for you to know me, me to know you, and actually make something that lasts and be a powerful relationship. So that's, that's what you're actually doing over here with the content with Mortgage Heroes, is you're building that, you're taking them out of the invisibility phase, you're putting them into the, this is, I mean, because when I watch the videos that you guys put out, I really kind of get to know your office, I know the dynamic that goes on and how mm-hmm. much fun you guys have on, yeah. out there, you know, it's starting to get to the, you're not invisible anymore, and now you're heading them into mm-hmm. that next phase. Yes. Yep. I mean, the, so we went from not having that and to, to having that. So now we have the visibility part and it's consistent. The consistency is the key part here too. Consistency of standard and quality and consistency of distribution. So people know, oh, every Friday we're going to get week in review. In fact, it's going to come out as soon as I'm done here. I was editing it before I came here and it's going to post tonight. So week in <laughs> review comes out tonight. And then the credibility part is already being infused into everything we do. The credibility is years of service. The credibility is number of transactions closed. The credibility is, yeah, we went through the recession in 2008, 9, 10, and we're still here. It's, it's, right. it's staying power. That's credible. And then we're now getting permission from people who are getting their loans approved and getting their house in escrow and getting their keys to share their story, which is showing peer-to-peer live examples of success. Yeah, see, I mean, but that's a strategy. That's the difference between going out and using social media and taking pictures of your gray salad. <laughs> Great, because you're right. colorblind, right? That's right. That's the difference between using social media to do that yeah. and actually building something that has a purpose, that has a, that has, you're, you're doing it with an intent in mind. It's a difference of wanting to go to New York and going to New York. Uh, starting the car with a, with a map and a direction versus right. just getting in yeah. and going. Lots of things are started off intentions. Right. <laughs> yeah, you know, 
I look at him, but I mean, it's because it's, a, it's exactly what we always talk about. You're, you're exactly right. Oh. The whole reason we did the podcast was well, great intention, but building the path. But the thing is, but you're doing it. Like, so this, this is where this is a live example of the difference between people in, in executing on an intention or not. Mm-hmm. And lots of people will intend to do a podcast, intend to do videos, intend to be consistent, intend to do social media regularly. And it's just an intention, mm-hmm. but it, it lacks structure. It lacks accountability. It lacks purpose. It lacks forethought. It lacks planning. And then it doesn't get done. Right. And so the difference is you guys are actually doing it. And so there's a, so many people that will be um, that will that will ultimately uh, fail for lack of trying. <laughs> well, lack uh, yeah, of, lack, lack of, of starting, lack of commitment. I've had people since we started to try to start other podcasts. I'm like, yeah, I have the equipment. Just come over and do it. And it'll last. Like, you know, we'll do it once a week. Okay, cool. Well, yeah. you know, six weeks down the road, whatever. It's over. Yeah. Like, oh, I can't make it. I can't reschedule. Whatever. Uh, we, we, we post need, every day. That's tough. We need to. That's a lot because of you. Yeah. <laughs> we need to find. We need to find the source of this quote. But I love it. It says, "Fear kills more dreams than failure." Fear. Fear. Kill, fear kills more dreams than failure. And that's true. You're just. A f- <laughs> yeah. No. Be, you're. <laughs> fear kills more dreams than failure. Yeah. Well, and that's because you never attempt. And that's the fear yeah. stops you from actually Susie doing. Kasem. Susie Kasem. That's a, that's a really quick Google find right there. Did I even say it there. right? Now that now that we know. It was exactly right, yeah. Whoa. Fear kills more dreams than failure. In fact, I uh, also Google, know Google my f- phone number. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Google finished the sentence before me. Oh, no. oh okay. They, they filled heard that you. in. Oh, it heard shoot. you. All right. See? Probably what happened. No, it's because when you when you came you in know, and asked you to download the app, you gave it permission. Snow, Snowden heard me. Snowden heard That's exactly you. Right. That's right. <laughs> WikiLeaks. WikiLeaks. Yeah. We're done for. That's right. How are we doing? Oh, man. Oh, we're, we're good? Yeah. We're good. Okay, cool. So, Andy, dude, awesome, awesome time breaking down this whole social media. We've been pitching it, and I mean, it's so easy to get trapped in. With your thumbs on a screen and yeah. get lost in what's going on or deciding what to post or when to post or how to post or why, what's the intent? I mean, yeah. you've done a great job here with us today, like just Thanks. actually breaking that down. Even that whole little networking thing at the end mm-hmm. just gives me an understanding of where I am today and and gives me intent, you know, yeah. it gives me direction. You've laid out a nice little map for, for mm-hmm. me. So it, so I know listeners out there are going to understand yeah. at least a little more of what Good. they're doing and why they're doing it. Yeah, I hope that they can take something from this. And if, if it's okay, I can share one last, one yeah, last thought. by all means. It, it, it would be this. Uh, and this is what we do at the office. We, ha- we always have two types of activities at the office, and there's no third activity. You're either originating or you're creating. There's no third choice. You're either mm. originating or creating. And the originating part and the creating part both fall into the invisibility, visibility, credibility, and profitability part. So all four of those stages can happen when you're creating content and you're creating videos and creating photos and creating copy and blogs. And it also happens when you're originating. Because originating activity doesn't mean taking a loan app. It doesn't mean locking a loan. It means fostering relationships, cultivating relationships as well. Dude, deep stuff. Hashtag powerful relationships, hashtag man. Power, this is, hashtag this has been very, very good. Very Business educational. Bros. Oh, Business yeah. bros. Andy, uh, I'm going to give you a little bit more time here on the camera. And uh, how do people get a hold of you if they want to work with you? Um, I, only, I use a typewriter. Awesome. So, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 
You can write me a letter at uh, the best cursive to, only. <laughs> the, that's right. the The best way to reach me would be uh, on Instagram, uh, the Andy Cruz. So Instagram, the Andy Cruz, and if you want to check out my personal business website, that's andycruz.biz, B-I-Z. Perfect. Uh, I was telling him earlier, I love the B-I-Z. I bought the domain name Business Bros B-I-Z. I haven't done anything with it yet, but I own it, and we'll we'll put something to work with it sometime soon in the future. I want to buy the domain nobizlikeshow.biz. <laughs> <laughs> no biz like show biz. <laughs> love it. Why not? That's a good one. <laughs> Google it. it. Is it available? Yeah, lock it down. Right there, probably. <laughs> Someone's going to lock it down right now. Right? Trying to sell it to me for it's about to happen. a gajillion dollars. And you've met so many cool people doing everything you've done. Uh, who do you think would be amazing to be on the show? Ooh, there's lots of people. I, I think for the audience you have right now, there's several people that are business owners. But I think someone who would bring real good relevance for real estate and mortgage and people in finance would be Frank Critico. So I uh, just talked to Frank earlier this week, and he works for San Diego Credit Solutions, and he is a credit expert. He's actually helped me in the past, uh, as well as many of my clients and other people I know in business uh, work on their credit and also work on their clients' credit. Definitely something to help because uh, we are we we're in that phase of the market where there's people who want to buy and they're just got to get a few things cleared up, fixed yeah. and patched up to get them in a position to do that. So yeah, definitely uh, do me a favor and tag them. Yes, don't tell it. them it's at the end of the episode though. You got it. <laughs> You'll have to listen to the whole thing. It's been such a great show. Thank you for being uh, your open, vulnerable, and honest, true to true, true to yourself self. Thanks, uh, there, there's a lot of value in that for sure. It's all part of building those powerful relationships. And man, those nuggets of gold that you dropped are going to be played and replayed uh, by me at least <laughs> because there, it's so much that I can teach to uh, the rest of my team on the insurance side as well. So thank you very cool. much, Andy. I, appreciate I, it. I thought you were going to say you have a hard time sleeping. <laughs> like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play that tonight at 10.30. Over and over, over again. <laughs> That'll work. Andy, thanks again for being on the show, man. Really, really appreciate it. Uh, if you guys want to reach out to us to be part of the program, you can reach me at Hernan at csfirst.com. For any of your insurance needs, James at csfirst.com or on our social media feeds at Business Bros Pod. That's all we got for you guys today. Peace. Bye-bye. And I'm out. Business Bros. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you interested in being on the show? Are you looking to sell your home or have a business that needs insurance? Reach out to the Business Bros via email, businessbros at csfirst.com right now, or click on the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And remember to subscribe and share the podcast with the business professionals who you think would benefit from the show. 